This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here comes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 3rd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, the Savage One, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing on this Tuesday morning? Ooh, doing good, buddy. Just up early, ready to go to work, ready to do another day of the grind. But uh, liking those earlier shifts, that's for sure. <laughs> little roasty, little toasty. But, uh, a little bit, yeah. Doing the show nonetheless, right? Absolutely, man. But I'm doing good, bud. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good. You know, this is my last week with the boys. We're getting ready to head back, uh, take them back on Friday. And so it'll be sad to see them go. But at the same time, you know, while I'm working, they're kind of bored anyway. So, uh, you know, my parents are back in town. They're able to take them for a little bit of fun this week. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to road trip down to Southern California on Friday. And then I'm doing that turnaround and coming right back on uh, Saturday. Oof. Yeah, turnaround. Never fun, man. Never fun. Nope. Nope, never. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host, Tony. When has real life ever gotten a little too close to a movie for you? It could either be a specific movie or just a movie in general. Well, my life is uh, Groundhog Day. Um, so this last year has felt like Groundhog Day. Every Everything felt the same. You pivot one way and a new, like to avoid the one thing you remember happening from the day before, and there'd be a nice new pitfall ready for you. <laughs> it's like it's like an old school video game, learning the pattern to escape, and it took a year to do it. So, yeah, so Groundhog Day, that's uh, about my life. Playing the pianos, uh, dealing with Ned, stepping in the puddle, yeah. all that fun stuff. Phil? <laughs> it's me, Ned! <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Well, all that goes to to, live in the same stuff every day. Wasn't fun. Yeah. 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 Not so much. Well, luckily you're not living this movie because all that goes to say that police say two bodies were recovered early Sunday morning from Crystal Lake. (laughs) Police say they got a report. Unoccupied pontoon adrift on Crystal Lake around 9.15 p.m. Saturday. Several personal items, including a cell phone and wallet, were on dock. Police soon learned a man and a woman owned the vessel 
and had launched into the lake with their dog around 4.30 that afternoon. Their truck and trailer were located at the boat launch. A search was initiated. Police say they found the bodies of a man and a woman in the lake early Sunday morning. An autopsy is being performed to determine the cause and manner of their deaths. Police aren't identifying the victims until they notify next of kin. The investigation is ongoing, but police say the incident doesn't appear suspicious, even though we all know who the real murderer was. For he's... Yeah, a little scary when uh, bodies are found in a place called Crystal Lake. Hopefully there's not a camp nearby. Don't know if they were campers, but, uh, you know, that is something where uh, a movie hits a little too close to home. Right. And it's also one of those things, too, if you're going to go out boating, man, make sure you tell somebody, whether it's checking on the Facebook, whatever, at least people know where you're at. So when something bad happens... My guess is they probably went swimming, maybe a little skinny dipping, and uh, something happened that uh, you know they weren't able to get back to the boat. Either the boat drifted away, and uh, that was the end of them. Yeah, yeah but- that's the thing. You, you got to make sure you uh, wear your life vest if you're going to do that. Unfortunately, you never know. Uh, if you get tired, you get tuckered out. You get you just sometimes that's the way it goes. Well, sadly. Yeah. Sadly, a life vest won't save you from machete attack. So No, this is true. <laughs> well, folks, it is Tuesday, and we've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It is Taco Tuesday! It is Taco Tuesday, and as we do on Tuesdays, we've got Animal Tales. We have a segment called Say What? Product Edition. And, of course, we round out the day with This Day in History. Folks, do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, fun surprises, and deliver to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! To the Loot Crate video box. What's with today, huh? Browsers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a little thing we talk about each episode. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you ran into our old friend Jason Voorhees down at Camp Crystal Lake. 
but we want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Would it be the Phoenix line without the Phoenix call, right? You got to have it, man. <laughs> well, folks, it is Tuesday, and as we do on Tuesdays, we like to look at uh, you know our four-legged friends or our furry or reptilian uh, little pals in a segment I like to call Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's a one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to do, and the old cow just goes moo. <laughs> You've heard it a few times, Tone, I can tell. Couple times, couple times. <laughs> Lip sync well, battle right there, right? Fun. Exactly. Well, let's start off with our first one here on Animal Tales. <laughs> Talk about an unforgettable performance during an orchestra performance at a stunning outdoor festival. A stray dog casually wandered onto stage and immediately stole the show. The Vienna Chamber Orchestra was in the middle of performing Mendelssohn's Italian Symphony No. 4 at the International Izmir Festival in the city of Ephesus, Turkey. Boy, those are hard to say. Ephesus! When a stray dog casually strolled right up onto center stage, gave a little sniff to a violinist, and completely unfazed by laughter and applause from the audience, made himself comfortable in the very best seat in the house. When they realized what was happening, several musicians stifled their own laughter and continued performing like pros. They didn't miss a beat. And I will post a uh, article on our Facebook page where you guys can actually watch all of this happen. And the dog seems to be sort of like a golden lab mix. Just looks comfy as comfy can be right up there next to the orchestra, the orchestra, the violinists, and, uh, you know, just uh, getting a nice view from the stage, I guess. Yeah, that's always a good spot to be just right off the stage. Best views. Yeah, And he didn't even have to do any work. No, he didn't have to do like anything, did he? Nope. (laughs) Well, let's move on to our next story here in Animal Tales. Well, a low country South Carolina family is suing a private Charleston area animal exhibit after an animal allegedly bit their child's finger to the bone in June 2020. The lawsuit alleges the plaintiffs, Candace Gore and her child, paid a fee to Charleston Sloth and Exotics, LLC, the successor to Charleston Anteaters and Exotics, in exchange for viewing, petting, feeding, and interacting with the animals. The lawsuit claims the plaintiffs were not given any instructions on how to handle or feed the animals, nor were they warned the animals would bite. The lawsuit states, suddenly and without warning, the sloth bit the child's finger cutting through the skin and reaching the bone, causing immense pain and discomfort. Um, In reading this tone, it says suddenly and without warning. If it's a sloth, I I would hesitate on saying suddenly. They're not exactly the fastest moving creatures. Yeah. Did you? Uh, what was that uh, movie? Uh, oh man, Utopia. Zootopia. Utopia, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I would say probably slowly and with plenty of warning. The slow. Yeah, I think it's like the uh, scene in Austin Powers. No, Goof, get out <laughs> of the way. <laughs> that ridiculous scene. 
Well, Heather Galvin said the sloth did bite the child lightly, but she was surprised to see the lawsuit because all contact with the family was very civil and nice. She said they gave a detailed safety speech about how to handle and feed the sloth, told the family what to do and what not to do, and warned them about teeth. Galvin said the sloth had never bitten anyone before. The child that was bitten was being held by the mother doing selfies, Galvin said in an email. We told the mother three times, as heard on the recording, to move, but we were ignored. The child was lightly bitten. We refunded them, texted them for a week to check on them, and offered to pay the doctor bills. Galvin went on to say the incident was just extremely unfortunate for everyone. Um, yeah, it sounds like, you know, obviously this happened a year ago, a little over a year ago. Why there's a lawsuit being filed now it sounds like they've got uh, video evidence of, you know, the the trainer, the, the handler telling them, eh, you probably shouldn't do that. I don't know if these folks have a leg to stand on, but uh, regardless... Yeah. Avoiding a sloth bite should be probably the easiest bite to avoid. Yeah, it's not hard. I mean, especially you should always be careful around any wild animal, but a sloth is not a fast moving thing. No, no, not even close. Let's keep Super moving on. Sloth. <laughs> Let's keep moving on here in Animal Tales. Ooh, Chewbacca. Well, this one made national headlines when a Yorkie named Macy is currently on the mend after sustaining injuries while protecting her 10-year-old owner from a coyote. In a video of the incident, Lily Kwan is seen walking her small dog around her Toronto neighborhood when a coyote begins chasing them both. Lily begins screaming for help and eventually drops the leash to get help from a neighbor, at which point Macy begins to fight the coyote to protect her owner. I ran to the sidewalk and started screaming for help, Lily recalled to reporters afterwards. No one heard me. I just saw this coyote trying to attack my dog, and I tried to ring on people's doorbells and knock on people's doors, but this one neighbor actually let me in. She's a super brave dog. I love her so much, and I just thought this tiny dog could protect this huge human being trying to fight off this huge coyote, Lily said. Macy was injured on her torso and leg and ended up needing surgery at the animal hospital, according to a GoFundMe page started by Lily's mom, Dorothy Kwan. The page has since wildly surpassed the original goal of $10,000, hitting $27,655 as of Saturday afternoon. My dog would do anything for our family, so I'm actually not surprised that she did that, Dorothy told News 6. I would never guess that a coyote you know, would come out during the day, and especially with someone screaming and yelling, it still was not phased. It just kept coming after her and our dog. Despite all the yelling, it was quite aggressive. She's our little hero, she said, uh, of Macy. So, uh, yeah, you know, there is video. I'm going to put this up on our Facebook page, but uh, it's it's scary, you know, if you're walking along, especially if you're a 10-year-old kid with a little miniature dog, um, a coyote, that, that should be easy food for them. But luckily, it sounds like Macy fought her off, something that uh, our dog Marley has done from time to time here in the backyard. We get our fair share of coyotes. And uh, just nice to see that she's doing well, has money to recover, the little girl's safe, Macy's all right, and uh, who knows what happened to the coyote. Yeah, well, thank God that Macy was okay and there to protect him. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, that's why dogs are so great, man. They're so loyal to the owner, and you know if you if you're good to them and they and you love them and take care of them, man, they protect you. They have no qualms with going nope. to town for you. So, nope. yeah, just a, a great, inspiring story. And then finally, here on Animal Tales, wow, wow, 
That's the uh, wild Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh, I like that. The wild Mobius. Well, if you're listening to us from Virginia, you might be happy to know that the Virginia Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services is providing beehive equipment to some Virginians to increase the honeybee population. In Virginia, honeybees are essential pollinators for about one-third of the state's fruit and vegetable crops, says Keith Tignor, state apparist. The beehive distribution program will help counteract dramatic honeybee losses in the state by assisting beekeepers in establishing new hives. Applications for this program will be open from July 20th to August 4th, so uh, ooh, ends tomorrow. Candidates who are qualified will be selected at random. According to a press release, the VDACS is providing beehives, and participants have one year to start a hive. Participants are responsible for other materials needed to maintain the hive, including purchasing honeybees or other equipment. So, uh, yeah, you know, honeybees, obviously, you hear from time and time again that, uh, you know, the honeybee populations are dwindling. So it's great that the government is stepping in to help people out, get beehives going. And I know if that's something that they had here in Nevada, uh, Jesse would be jumping all over that. Oh, man, she'd be all over that. Yeah, yeah. And we actually purchased a beehive. Uh, which we've got sitting in the box. It was too late to get it established for this year. So we'll establish it next year, but uh, we'll have some fresh honey for you next year when you come out, Tone. Oh, well, that sounds good. I look forward to that, especially good right before the show to clear the throat. Always a good thing. (laughs) Well, folks, that does it for Animal Tales. When we come back, we've got Say What Product Edition. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And we're all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to enjoy us from the comfort of your own home or on the go, download the NGBN.TV mobile application or smart TV app and uh, go on into the Phoenix Media channel. You can get this great show and other great Phoenix Media shows as well. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. And Tony is available at, good timing, Tony, at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. That's called Bub. Also kind of known as. So uh, in this one, and we've actually done a version of this before, but we're going to be talking about products that uh, either no longer carry or ignore their main purpose and what I like to call say what product edition. So, Tony, you ready for the first one here on? Uh, I sure am. Say what product edition. <laughs> yeah, let's do this, dude. Let's do it. All right. This from user Ezekiel052 said, the History Channel, as far as I'm concerned, the secret late relationships between aliens and the Illuminati do not qualify as history. I don't know if you've watched the History Channel at all recently, Tony, but it's all about aliens or Sasquatch or the Illuminati. It's rarely about history anymore. 
No, I haven't seen it in a long time. Although those are things I'd be interested. I don't know about the Illuminati stuff, but uh, <laughs> always down with the little aliens and a little uh, paranormal stuff. Yeah. Aside from, the, yeah, aside from that, you get, uh, I think, eight hours of Pawn Stars back to back to back. But uh, yeah. yeah, very little history involved in the History Channel anymore. Yeah, well, isn't it so weird, too, when you're on, like, when you're watching Pawn Stars and they're like, I got a guy for that. I got a guy. Like, one time they had a <clears throat> Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. They brought in his gear to Pawn Stars and they were trying to sell it. And they're like, oh, we got to test the authenticity. But then there was Did he have guy. a guy? Yeah, he had a guy that knew wrestling memorabilia, and he's like, this is the one that Randy Savage wore on WCW Nitro, and this is authentic, and it's it's like, I call bullshit. You guys have a guy for everything. You're a a pawn shop guy. Like, just make a fair offer. I'm just like, "Eh, I'm not buying that shit. I'm good. Clearly staged. Clearly staged. Well, folks, let's keep moving on here on. Say what? product edition um i don't know what it is i just said before that but that's okay um the next one along the lines of the history channel if i asked my kids what the m in mtv stood for they had would have no idea that it was actually music television to begin with Mm -hmm. they used to show boy music videos from sunup to sundown and then they put a few little shows in here and then the real world hit and then everything was lost is MTV even a channel anymore? It is. Yeah, all they show is reality shows. Yeah, which is Every terrible because I know, like, because for a while, once MTV got there, then you had VH1 at least for some music videos, but then VH1 went the same way. Then you had like, uh, was it Much Music and a few other channels, but they've all gone the way of uh, reality bullshit. Yeah, now there. it's all YouTube and Vivo. Those yeah. are the only place you can find music videos. Well, that's where I go because you can watch all the music videos you want. It's it's a shame, man, because I used to like – God, I loved Headbangers Ball. Oh, I think yeah. I just read like Yo! MTV Raps just turned like 30, 30 years old. That would be great. 25 or 30, yeah. I don't think it's even on anymore. Mm-mm. <laughs> Yo! Well, today's rap's not very good either. So That's true. That is very true. Well, let's keep moving on here on Say What Product Edition, talking about products that ignore their sort of main purpose or what they originally were intended for. This one is super interesting. Slinky the toy was originally designed during World War II to help sensitive instruments remain steady on ships. To counter the efforts of pitch, roll, and yaw, the engineer working on them uh, knocked one off his deck at desk accidentally saw the way it moved from the table to the chair to the floor and a new purpose was born apparently they rebranded it as a toy from there and uh it was about as exciting as a stick in a hoop back in the day it was hey up woody i got you slink <laughs> yeah do you ever uh, used to set up the slinkies like at the top of your stairs and just watch them go of course. It was kind of cool. You know what I always had a problem is? I'd always break the goddamn slinky. I don't know how in the hell we did. I don't know if we just stretched it. it, but yeah. And then once it was all twisted and jumbled, you were effed. Because once it had that weird gap in the middle, it just didn't work right anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Once it did that, even if you got it back to sort of its original state, it was never quite right. No. But they sold. I like the metal slinkies were cool. But the plastic slinky sucked at 
They were terrible. Oh, those were bad. They were awful. And like I said, they were a novelty. They were fun and exciting for about five minutes, and then they ended up in a drawer somewhere. Exactly. Let's keep moving on, talking Say What. Say What! Product edition. This one from user Newtracks1 said, uh, the warming drawer, you know, the drawer that's at the bottom of the oven, well, it's exactly meant for that, warming, but uh, all of us use it 100% of the time for storage <laughs> that's all i've ever used it for i actually found that out i think you we did a segment in the early stages of this uh, radio show and i think it was um i was this year's old when i learned i think that's where i discovered that okay. i think we cover that yeah yeah see so you're learning nice stuff on the show but uh <clears throat> yeah every every even i can't think of anyone that doesn't use it as a storage no no, because to me, it's a drawer, and I've got lots of pots and pans and cookie sheets and things along those lines. And yeah. Need somewhere to put them. That's yeah, where they go. Yeah, cookies. They sound damn good right now. Oh, yeah, they Way do. Way to go. Let's keep moving on with Say What? Product edition. Uh, this one from user Galactic Frog. I had no idea. I am Galactic Frog. Ribbit, ribbit, what? I'm glad that this was ultimately repurposed because apparently paintball guns were invented for foresters, loggers, and park rangers to mark trees for cutting without having to approach each tree. Brilliant. That's a brilliant idea. And then somebody decided to shoot their friend. They're like, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, you son of a bitch. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, that's cool to think it uh, was about that uh, originally. Yeah, fun fun little pastime. And of course, you know, it beats the heck out of going out with real guns and shooting at your friends. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, let's keep moving on talking. Say what? Product edition. This from Big Bobby 2016. Oh, good. Big Bobby? I'm in danger. Well, apparently super glue was meant to be a temporary method of stitching a wound. It was used that way during the Vietnam War. Tell people today that to super uh, clue their what they misspelling to super. I'm Ron Burgundy apparently to super I'm glue their Ron cut Burgundy. Shirt. However, most will think you're crazy, also known as crazy glue. But uh, yeah, super glue was originally a medical invention, not to uh, stick uh, dishes or things that you break around the house back together. No. It works well. My only problem with is never fails. I always get some of it on me somehow, some way. It gets on my damn hands. It's awful. Oh, so make like a tree and get out of here. Yeah, that's what. As long as you you don't rub your eyes with it, yeah, uh, probably okay. Yeah. (laughs) Let's keep moving on. Talking. Say what? Product edition. Uh, This from Too Much Hot Sauce Five. Too much hot sauce. Apparently, the Snuggie was originally designed for wheelchair users. Outerwear designed for walkers is cumbersome to take on and off for wheelchair users, so Snuggies were designed to help with this. And of course, you know, once us able-bodied folks uh, got our hands on the Snuggie, there was no turning back. It's a uh, perfect device for sitting in front of the uh, TV and having full control of your arms. Absolutely. That's... <laughs> I don't own a Snuggie, but man, they definitely, that thing blew up. It was a big deal. Oh, it looks so comfortable too. I don't have one either, so. Yeah, well, it's too damn high. I don't need no damn Snuggie right now, but but holler at me in the winter time. (laughs) There you go. Let's keep moving on talking. Say what? 
product edition. Uh, this next one, again, I'm glad it was never really used for its original intention because I have too much fun playing with it. Apparently, bubble wrap was invented as fancy wallpaper. I couldn't really? see it on walls, oh. but uh, oh, I love popping the hell out of those little bubbles. Yeah, they wouldn't last. Could you imagine like having to replace that all the time because of how often kids would pop it? It's just a thing, man. It was fun to pop it. I don't know why. Just was. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, one of those things pop, that. Pop, you, exactly. Hi, Georgie. Pop, pop, pop. Once you pop, you can't stop. It's sort of like lazy, right? Yeah. Was that Pringles? <laughs> pop it, sure Pringles. Won't you stop? You can't stop. Pop, pop, pip, pop. Pretty, I don't know. Let's keep moving on and uh, staying in the same realm with. Say what? Product edition from Space Lord Mother Effer. Space Lord Mother Mother. Dum, ba, dum, dum. Apparently, <sighs> you, could, you could use this on your bubble wrap. Play Doh was invented to clean wallpaper. Again, I had no idea. How often really? are you cleaning wallpaper at, at you know, for that matter, right? What are you doing? I'm just using the Play-Doh. I'm using a blue Play-Doh right here that you made a uh, wonderful statue with. I'm cleaning the wallpaper. Thank you. i'll make sure i fix it very nice and you make it look like it's pooping and you know yeah good time all around good time bye all oh speaking of which finally here on say what product edition tony viagra was originally a heart medication of course we all know what it ended up being oh yeah all right, partner. Keep <laughs> on rolling, baby. Side effects include You stiffness. know what time it is. Sword Stiffy. <laughs> Stiffmeister. I wonder if it did, though. If it, does it still help the heart? I mean, it does get the blood pumping. I mean, I don't obviously, know, uh, Sergeant Pedro's at attention for hours upon hours. Well, the action hours, we're doing so. with it is not necessarily healthy to the heart if uh, you've got a heart condition because uh, yeah. it's a lot of cardio a lot of cardio there a lot of exactly. uh, exercising yeah <laughs> getting them calories burning well folks that does it for say what product edition when we come back we are headed into the final segment of the show it is time for this day in history so don't go anywhere we will be right back Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But you know what? If you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes. Oh, Yes. Thanks, Kiff. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? 
Sharing is caring. Like, subscribe, tweet, follow, retweet. You know the drill. Comment below. Like us. Love us. You know you enjoy us. Do it. Well, while Sharing you're- is caring. <laughs> I was going to say, well, while you're there, that's not the case. Oh, it's an early morning. Yep. It is the end of the show on this early morning. And as we like to do, we like to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. Uh, wrong direction, Toad. Uh, oh, well, I'm looking. No, so here's the deal. I'm looking at the smaller one with the uh, clock. So I'm not uh, actually looking at that. So I should have went like... Like that's all that, yeah. <laughs> well, let's kick things off on this day in the year eight. Yes, eight. Roman Empire general Tiberius defeats Dalmatians on the river Bathynus. Oh, <laughs> in the year three thousand. Oh, I wonder if uh, Cruella was around, but uh, yeah, those poor Dalmatians. Now I'm Tiberius, and now I'm defeating the Dalmatians on the river. Moving on, this day in 1492, that year sound familiar because Christopher Columbus set sail on his first voyage with the three ships, the Santa Maria, the Pinta, and the Nina. I don't know why they put it in that order. We all know it's the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria from Palace de la Frontera, Spain, for the Indies. And uh, there are so many. There's a lot of people on that boat. Like, what is somebody at? Take a crap oh. or, or a piss. Well, there is no social distancing on that damn boat. No privacy and a whole lot of scurvy, I'm sure. Ew. But they smell <laughs> like cabbage, too. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, scurvy and smelling like cabbage this day. Ooh, that smell. Battle of the Nile, where British Admiral Horatio Nelson forces the remnants of the French fleet to surrender concluding a decisive victory for the British who capture or destroy 11 French ships of the line of two frigates. So uh, yeah. Horatio, another name we got to bring back in those badass collars with all the medals. What's your name? Horatio Nelson. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, that's a badass hat, bitch. That's what's up. Speaking of badass, not hats, but names, this day in 1900, the Firestone Tire and Rubber Company is founded by Harvey Firestone. Firestone's a badass lad, last name. Kind of is. What's your name? Harvey. Harvey Firestone. I'm in the business of rubber. Do you like to burn it? I've got it. Rubber. <laughs> Firestone Tires, made by me, Harvey Firestone. All right, let's see. Let's keep moving on. Ooh, which one do we want to do? A couple little baseball ones here. Well, this day in 1909, the Major League Baseball umpire Tim Hurst instigates a riot by spitting in the face of the A's second baseman, Eddie Collins, who had questioned a call. Two weeks later, Hurst is banned for life. Yeah, Yeah, you can't uh, do that. You're supposed to uphold the rules. Can't do that. Yeah, the umpires have to be, I mean, as stone-faced as possible, regardless of what the players and the coaches are doing. Do you think uh, Eddie Collins looked like a wimp, but do you think Eddie Collins whipped his ass? No, not a chance. No, because he's kind of a goober. (laughs) Just a little bit. Oh, let's keep moving on. This day in 19... Oh, uh, where is he? 41, Joe DiMaggio goes on a zero f- 
goes zero and four in the Yankees six to two loss versus the St. Louis Browns. No, not the baseball team ending his on base streak of 74 games. The second longest in MLB history, and uh, maybe that was the day he took that ugly, <laughs> the ugliest picture. He really did. <laughs> hey, but he got Marilyn Monroe back in the day. She was a real minx, you see. She was a really hottie back in the day. See, Joe mm-hmm. DiMaggio was laying the grassworks. See, he was uh, sporting a woody, pitching a thin. You know, yeah, having a lot of money and being a sports figure uh, did you well in the uh, personal life for sure. Yeah, his face is always like that. Let's move on. This day in 1952, Italian Ferrari driver Alberto Ascari clinches the Formula One World Drivers' Championship by winning the German Grand Prix at the Nürburgring. And uh, boy, back then, uh, auto racing was terrifying. They wore these little like tin helmets, had goggles, and uh, pretty much if you were in a crash, you were dead. They're like half stormtroopers, and like stormtroopers, didn't take much to put you down, yeah. Exactly. Moving on, Tony, get that impression ready, because this day in 1971, Paul McCartney announces the formation of his group called Wings. Hello. It's great to be on the show again. So I was in a band called The Beatles today. I'm going to form a band called Wings. (laughs) Actually, that was pretty good, Tone, compared to some of your... uh... Yeah, some of them are pretty damn bad, so... Yeah. (laughs) Every once in a while, yeah, I don't... Don't always do a good Paul McCartney, but I think I'd in, any more intentionally do that <laughs> just because I'm used to it being so bad. Well, sticking in the world of music this day in 1974, guitarist Jeff Baxter quits Steely Dan and joins the Doobie Brothers. Uh, gee, I wonder why. I wonder if the uh, answer's yeah. in the name. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, what's even worse is why are they showing the singer Donald Fagan? They maybe don't have a good picture of Jeff Baxter. Who knows? Hey, Dan, I'm tired of you being so steely, man. I'm off to those brothers, you know, the ones that, that pass along them doobies. Doobie brothers. <laughs> Dude, we had a uh, we had a badass black lab named Doobie. Didn't understand that that's what he was named after, but uh now you do. Yeah, his dog is Doobie. <laughs> he, was a, he was a badass dog, man. He was cool. Well, let's move on this day in 1986. Willie McCovey, Bobby Doerr, and Ernie Lombardi are inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. And uh, it was this last year where we didn't get a single person that went into the Hall, uh, right? Yeah, I would say the probably in 86, I would say the, the Hall of Fame was probably uh, respectable and uh, – you know, did things right. I think it's such an effing joke anymore. So yeah, not so much anymore. It's hard. Not this year. No one's going in. Shut up. Ain't no. Sorry, I flipped off the camera, but you know, <laughs> how dare kick you? rock, kick rocks. <laughs> I try to keep it PG, man. You let you give me a little leash to say like shit and ass, and I can kind of cuss. Like I feel like we're on prime time. I I, I gotta watch it though. Right. That's it's Sailor right, Man. Right. It's been a year in the back, and man, a lot of f bombs. <laughs> well, let's keep rolling on this day in 1992. Unforgiven, directed by Clint, Clint Eastwood and starring Clint. Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, and Morgan Freeman, premieres in Los Angeles, and of course, it was the Academy Award winner for Best Picture in 1993. Fantastic western. Uh, they thought it was going to be the revival of uh, the Western, and uh, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was more more or less just kind of one of the last ones. But, hey, it was a good movie, though. 
Oh, I remember watching that at my grandpa's house here in Fort Collins when I was a kid. Good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. This day in 1998, your favorite band, Tony. Irish band Boyzone released their best-selling single, No Matter What, composed by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Jim Steinman. Oh, yeah. Dude, that best-selling. Freaking, I've never heard of them. Dude, Ronan Keating is the badass singer. You know, he's... Uh, no matter what, we're gonna wear some stupid-ass clothes. No matter what... My band is going big. We are boy town. Boy town. Mother lover. Oh, wait. I screwed that whole thing up. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say, I totally messed that whole thing up because it's poison. (laughs) Never heard of them. Dude, what a bad time to come out in 98 because you're up against NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, and I'm sure others. I think they were trying to capitalize on that and probably just – well, dude, I would I'd be afraid if Jim Steinman was in that band because that dude, I don't know, they're all scary bastards in that band. <laughs> that is definitely for sure. Well, let's move on. This day in two thousand six, Barry Bonds' seven hundred fifteenth Major League Baseball home run ball, which moved him from Bay, uh, past Babe Ruth for second all time, fetches two hundred twenty thousand one hundred dollars at auction. I kind of would have expected it would have gone for more, right? Well, the problem was he was at that point of the steroid thing. So, like, even though they counted the record, they, they were really against him, and it kind of devalued uh, devalued everything. I remember when he was getting close to that record home run ball, I remember going to a Rockies game, and that he could have broke the record there. He didn't. But mm-hmm. we were sitting in prime spots to try to hopefully catch that ball, which we didn't. Hey, $220,000 ain't nothing to scoff at, man. It's still No, worth, no, not at all. Worth the price of admission at your ball game. Unfortunately, just Barry's value is just not that high, which sucks. Yep. Hell of and then finally player. here on this day in history, this day in 2008, Morgan Freeman is injured in an automobile accident near Ruleville, Mississippi, when his car flipped over several times on the highway. And after that, if you watch any movie he did afterwards, you, he would always sort of mask his hand because it was stuck in that position. He had major wow. nerve damage to it, which is sad. Didn't didn't know that's why he did that, but uh, I'm glad he's alive. Well, and then, you know, he is God, right? He's always usually exactly. God, so. What more could he's you ask good. for? He's yeah. also the voice of God. Well, folks, yeah. let's uh, run down some of today's holidays where we talk about the things that we like to celebrate. For instance, today is airplane crop duster day, not the other thing that you think. Yeah, no, definitely go crop dust. Yeah, go eat some tacos. It's Taco Tuesday and go crop dust your favorite person. <laughs> Give them a whiff of that lovely Mexican food you're eating. It is clean your floors day. Grab some nuts day tone. National <laughs> night out. Finally, National Watermelon Day. Folks, that does it for today's show. We will be back tomorrow on a Wednesday with Words Are Hard. Watermelon and these nuts. (laughs) Enjoy your Tuesday, folks. Peace!